Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Okay, today we are with Ben Crane and Mimi Alves, and they have a comic that I I really like. I think it's a really neat comic. Ben, I would say right off the bat, you're obviously targeting a younger audience. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's uh, all ages, uh, middle grade book. Our goal was to make something that uh, kids could could read, you know, in the the middle grade, middle school age range that they could read and get something from, uh, but that parents could also uh, find find something to enjoy there as well. And it's called Cosmic Cadets, and issue one is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it will be out by the time this runs. There is more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. Mimi, as far as the look, I guess you talked to Ben and you kind of, uh, or did he give you some freedom to kind of create these characters on your own as what they look like? I got so much freedom. I honestly wish he told me more. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, no, I designed the characters, designed the 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 world the ecology of everything uh the technology level um it was a lot of fun um and i got to look at a lot of interesting weird plants and try to like figure out how to incorporate that into this into the environment yeah they're on an alien planet and and Mm -hmm. it's obviously something we haven't seen before so that's world building is not always easy i know that from talking to people uh, in the writing and the and the and the especially for a graphic novel or a graphic comic, as far as uh, the uniforms, it looked like kind of a retro feel to them a little. Yeah, there's definitely. I was. You look at most like sci-fi stuff. They they tend to have like uniforms of different sorts, and I was trying to like take in inspirations from different places to to come up with something that <laughs> would feel like both its own thing, but also fit in that genre it's sort of sort of a mix of like classic star trek and then the um the ron moore battlestar galactica reboot uh there's definitely some of that in the the uniform design and the ship design as well yeah yeah i saw some of the corridors look a little familiar but but still (laughs) still its own thing so I, i appreciated that ben this is issue one so this is obviously a longer story i guess did you plan this all out ahead of time so that you knew where you were going like from the first issue all the way to the end whenever that might be uh no i <laughs> the, the short answer is no um our goal with this is, is to create um much like star trek uh where uh you know, the original pitch that roddenberry sold that show on was whatever sets on the back lot aren't being used this week, I'll go there and I'll set a story there. Our goal with cadets or or cosmic cadets is to create a series of almost standalone, you know, very episodic books where each one tells a complete story in itself. And together there's character growth and, and world development across them, but we want each of them to be able to stand alone. And especially with this first one, you never know how many books you're going to get. You never know if yeah. you're just going to get the one or if you're going to get a dozen. And so we really, really wanted this to be a complete 
finished story which introduces a conflict there is character growth and then the conflict is resolved so that if this is all that we ever get the chance to do then it, it feels satisfying and complete and if we get the chance to do more which um, we're actually working on book two right now yeah. uh mimi is in the process of drawing it between Very all of these interviews we're worlds. doing oh cool very cool. Uh, so however many books we get to make, we we will tell that many stories. Uh, but oh, I don't great. have a, a grand overarching plan. No. Might be the best thing is just to kind of see where the journey takes you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. One of the main characters and, you know, he, he misses a, a field trip. He really wanted to go on the planet and he misses the shuttle. And mm-hmm. the, what I little like, so I, I, I'm sure I hope he he, he hitched did get a ride down there to, to join in the adventures. But apparently the kids are kind of left on their own too. They kind of have to figure out their own problems because shall we say the parents are occupied? Uh, yeah, yeah, the parents are occupied. So the, the setting of this book, it's, it's on a, uh, a ship. Uh, humanity has achieved faster than light travel. We are exploring the galaxy. And so these books follow a ship, the ESS Kansu, as it explores the galaxy, uh, meets new aliens, and spreads diplomacy and and goodwill throughout the universe. On a a mission like that, where you're going to be away for years at a time, people will bring their family. The kids who are our main characters are the children of this diplomatic corps. And so their parents are involved in all of the things that would be uh, would be a part of that. They're the children of the crew. And, you know, all of a sudden they're kind of cast front and center with, uh, mm-hmm. with you know, with dealing problems of their own. So I yeah. think that was rather cool. They kind of cast themselves front and center. Mimi, as far as mm-hmm. the plant life, you mentioned that coming up with those. Did you research maybe some of the most unusual plants we have here on earth and kind of extrapolated from them a little bit? Uh, yeah. Um, I also like, I, I don't know if this is like apocryphal or if that's the right word. Um, but uh, I learned that at some point in our plants history, like, like our human, like, like our earth's uh, like the evolutionary history of our plants, that there was a time where uh, the first plants were like this purple algae that list, rested on the top of water and then the and something happened that where they all died but uh there were also plants under the water that the only light that they could absorb was green light because the purple light or because of the the, the purple plants on top absorbed everything else but the green mm. and that one was able to go through to get to like the the like the kelp more, more kelp like thing and as a result that's why our plants are for the most part green um, because um, it, that's not actually a super efficient light to absorb. And maybe everything I'm saying is totally wrong, but this is a thing I heard. Uh, and that inspired me to want to make all of the plant life on this planet purple. Cause like that was a thing that could have happened. And so I did look up a lot of, like, we do have some purple plants. Like we've got like some, like most of like succulents and stuff like that. And so, uh, those were, a big influence for this uh the plants on this planet mm-hmm. but yeah also yeah just like anytime i was walking around and i saw a weird plant i would draw it and then like eh, i can use that there you go ah it's great 
Ben, one thing I like a lot about is the diversity of the crew. Uh, I like that a lot. I think it's important to show it. Absolutely. I like my science fiction to reflect that. Absolutely. Because that's, that's the world I live in. So I don't know what everybody else lives in, but that's what, <laughs> what I see every day. And uh, I'm sure you guys do too. Otherwise, you wouldn't draw it that way. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was obviously something you wanted to do right from the jump. Uh, definitely. I, I think that science fiction in particular is such an exceptional genre for aspirational and, and hopeful stories. We really want anyone reading this book to be able to see themselves in these characters. I know that we are moving towards, we sometimes move in the other direction and, and sometimes it looks dark, but I hope that we are moving towards a more diverse future and world where everyone can just be who they are. The, the only limitations are your own interests and your own skills. And it was really, really important to us from the very beginning. There was no question that this was going to be a diverse crew because I can't imagine humanity in the future having achieved all of these things not being in that place where anyone can be a starship captain and, and anyone can be uh, a, a pilot or a quartermaster or a diplomat. And so, yeah, that was, there was never any question that this was going to be a, a diverse cast. Now, I didn't see any in the panels that I got, but are there any aliens at all we're going to be running into? Oh, in yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, there will be aliens. The major uh, there's conflict. one on the there's one on the cover. I don't know if you got to see the. I didn't. Well, maybe I do. Hang on a second. Take a look here. There's the sort of the main, the main aliens. Oh, okay. That are there. Uh, you see, you see one on the cover. Um, in the kind of in the background a bit. Oh, okay. Yes, the the main conflict in this book is the adults, uh, mess up their first contact with this new alien species, and uh, things go very poorly. And uh, the kids, our main characters, manage to befriend an alien child as well. And so the, the conflict of the book then is these kids trying to keep their parents from going to war with each other over this misunderstanding and, and prevent a, a senseless uh, conflict. Mimi, as far as anything, you mentioned some of the things like Battlestar and Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Anything that inspired you, maybe when you were young, to to in the drawing and the building of this world? I mean, like I grew up with so many different cartoons. Um, I, <laughs> uh, in, to draw, in, if, I guess, if to, to inspire me to draw in general, um, my dad was a storyboard artist. He's like, you know, he was more than that. He was a like art director and uh, producer and stuff. And, but I would grow up seeing like his work and his, uh, his, like he would sculpt things. Um, and then like all over the house, we have these sculptures that he's made. Uh, that definitely inspired me to see art as a like fantastic career path. Um, Cause like he definitely made it work. <laughs> um, but was more specifically with the art inspiration for this book and this world, I guess the styles kind of, what I've just been grown accustomed to, like that's just sort of my style. Um, I, I know that uh, uh, like there's, there's a horror section in the middle that I got to have a lot of fun with um, that inspired 
fit from like a oh god I'm gonna mispronounce this Jinjin Ito that helps. <laughs> uh yeah, Jinjo Chin, Ito. Uh, yeah, uh, Japanese illustrator who oh. uh, that, that really inspired a, um, a a a middle part of the book where things get really trippy, <laughs> but everything else is just sort of like kind of inspired like more like general '90s cartoons. I guess would be sort of by influence. Sci-fi talk returns in a moment. All right, so Ben, the first issue is out. How can people get it? And are you? I know this is a tricky question these days, but is it possible that some schools might get this? That I guess the main thing is that the schools that want it. Let's put it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it people can can buy it anywhere that books or comic books are sold. Any bookstore, any comic book shop should be able to order it if they don't have it in stock already. Uh, it's on Amazon. It's at Barnes and Noble. You can get it anywhere. And I hope that schools get this. Nothing, literally nothing would make me happier than, than to see this in a school library. And um, you know, one of the things which was really our guiding principle in creating this book was telling the story that we wish someone had told us when, when we were in middle school. If this book can, can be that for, for a kid, if, if it can show them that heroism means a lot more than, than a lot of media tells them it means, and that empathy and understanding and patience can be the bravest things in the world, that would just be so meaningful to me. And so I, I hope schools get it. I would love to see it in, in a school library. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're a school librarian and you're struggling to find a copy, please reach out. I will, <laughs> I will personally get you a copy if you can't find it. That's great. Those are wonderful themes for any age, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, not just the younger folks, but uh, even us older folks. Some of us kind of forget those things, and it's good to be reminded of them, uh, especially these days. So, uh, yeah. Mimi, was any anime kind of an inspiration in your style at all for this? Not anime in particular. Uh, not really. Uh, I, I mean, like, I did, cons- I did consume anime and in like in high school and stuff, but I didn't. I don't think there's a particular one that I drew. I drew influence from for this. I think there's there's a dynamism to your panel design. Yeah, it I guess I could say that. Yeah, it it feels very manga influenced to me. Yeah, I guess sort of like like I was saying, sort of like general cartoon osmosis that I I did did like read manga as as a kid and i guess i could say i could definitely see that in in the design of like panels and stuff like that there's like there's a couple panels like action panels specifically i think i would i draw from for that now when you're this first we'll start with you ben when you're actually doing what the comic is going to look like where the dialogue is going to be Mm -hmm. uh, i guess you coordinate that with mimi as to how the panels are going to look that kind of thing when I'm scripting, I will break a page down into panels and, and say you know, what's going on in a panel and, and what dialogue is there. And then I'll send that to Mimi. We're, we're married. We're 10 feet away from each other. So oh, there if, you go. Yeah, we live together. 
<laughs> if they if they don't understand anything, then I'm right here. They can come ask. Uh, but I I'm a huge believer in letting people do the thing that they're good at. And Mimi is a far better layout designer than I am. And anything that they come up with is going to be better than anything I could come up with. So I, I try and leave a lot of room in my scripts for them to, to find interesting and, and creative and fun ways to make the pages dynamic. And if there's anything which they need to change, then they yeah, can. Yeah, I, 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 like there, there definitely have been a couple times where I'm like, hey, these two panels, let's make them one, or let's make this one panel two, or let's let's shift this panel onto the next page. Or, I mean, I'll talk with Ben about it, of course, but he'll generally be like, unless, like, I think there's like one time where you like push back on anything, but yeah, mm -hmm. it's. And then it turns out you were right anyways, <laughs> so. <laughs> so this is a, it kind it, 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 it's a benefit to be in the same space, obviously, and yeah, to be yeah. married, but. There's also a time where do you find that it's sometimes hard to kind of turn it off and say, hey, we're done for today or that kind of thing. I don't know that we're ever done. I feel no. like we're, we're <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we both work at our own schedule. So the very that's that very much a double edged sword in that like you can you can decide to not be working at any point in time, but also you are also always all time is work time. There were definitely a couple times where Mimi would would uh, call me in from the other room to to approve a, a change that they wanted to make to the script, and I'm just like, no, I'm trying to relax right now. I'm not working. <laughs> I I am I'm done for the day. I'm exhausted. In general, it's it's just been so extraordinarily thrilling and and joyful to work with them on this. Mm -hmm. um, do you both work in the same room or do you have like separate spaces so that he's, he's right over there. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> we, we are in, we are in separate spaces, but there's only a single door between us. So if, if mm -hmm. uh, we need the other, we're right there. And, and uh, do you do everything by hand Mimi or, uh, or do you use, you mean. or do you use computers? to kind of, you know, do the layout and the pit and do the drawing essentially. Uh, everything in the comic drawn to the comic is on the computer. Uh, the, yeah, the layouts to the inks to the lettering. Uh, I did a lot of like character concepts by hand, but that, and like, like I was mentioning, like I was, I was going out and was looking at plants and stuff like that. And that was all done, you know, in a sketchbook to try to figure out, but yeah, no, it's, 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 it's mostly digital. I mean, I mean, in the book, it's entirely digital. Well, we. I also need to do a shout out to your colorist. Absolutely. Yes. Did a wonderful job. Very vibrant colors on the planet, and the cover yeah, is looks phenomenal. So uh, I really like and and uh, you know it's a lot of people don't talk about colorists, but obviously they're very important unless you have a black and white comic. Yeah, yeah our, our colors, Priscilla Tremontano. Uh, we are so, so lucky to, to be working with her on this book. Uh, she absolutely understood everything that we were trying to do and, and just added so much vibrancy and life. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, she, she deserves every shout out that we can give her. She's fantastic. 
yeah, there was, uh, I guess, like what what Ben was saying about just like having to let people do what they are like what they're good at. There was a lot of points where I, with the ink, I just like I had to hope that she like I, I would try some some very weird things at parts of the book. Um, there's different parts of the book, like I mentioned, like all of a sudden it turns into horror scene at there are points where all of a sudden it becomes very like trippy, like seventies type type look. And uh, I just sort of like had to hope that she got it and she more than did. It was very exciting seeing, seeing her uh, work whenever, when she was giving it to us. So volume one is done. When do you think two will be available? Uh, I don't know that we have a, a, a definitive schedule, but um, the script is finished. Mimi is inking it now, and we're hoping to get it colored over the summer. So maybe a year-ish, but I really don't know. Please don't, please don't hold <laughs> me to that. <laughs> well, you also don't want to kind of interfere with the first one. You want to give that some time. Yeah. So actually waiting is not a bad thing. Yeah. There's there's a sweet spot between you know, you don't want to step on the toes of the first book, but you also don't want to wait so long that the people have forgotten about it. And uh, yeah. or, or or yeah. So hopefully hopefully about a year, maybe in that range. Uh, if that's totally wrong, then our editor can yell at me and, and tell me to stop telling. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, Cosmic Cadets, uh, I you know, it's really great. For kids of all ages, and even yeah. us older folks to kind of take a nostalgic trip back and remember when we were kids and everything looked so amazing. And uh, and this book, uh, you know, that book brings it out, too. It, it was really nice to to be 10 years old again for a moment. You know, it was nice. It was really nice. So congratulations. Uh, obviously, you're both very talented. Uh, and uh, it was it was a pleasure to see what I did see of it. Wish you all the best with this and especially with number two. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank you, guys. Look for Cosmic Cadets wherever you get your comic books. Visit that comic book store. They'll love you being there.